you're about to listen to episode number 33. Uh, today we're going to talk about... What are we talking about? I don't even remember. We, we talked about... Covered some good ground today. We, yeah, we did. Oh, we uh, talked about beer. We talked about beer. We talked about... We uh, wanted to rename the perfect pint. Well, I wanted to rename the perfect pint. You wanted to. The advantage and the, I guess... Um, the allure <laughs> yeah. of going out and shopping yourself yeah. and not just sitting behind your computer. Go right. out and have adventures. Yep, we talk a lot about uh, talk a lot about that and that brings in we talk about Scream Factory and Arrow video and Gorgon video. We talk and about spoilers. Talk about spoilers, God. Ugh. Spoiler alert, we're talking about spoilers <laughs> in this episode. Yeah. Uh, and then we finish on a nice a uh, quick discussion about the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, if you're into gaming, uh, stick around because towards the end of the show, we got some gaming stuff for you. Yes. So, as always, uh, follow us on Twitter at Super Divorce, Snapchat, Super Divorce, Instagram, Super Divorce Band, and uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Super Divorce, or you can look up the Divorce Club over there. Yeah. And also, uh, get in touch with us. We would absolutely... Without a doubt, love to hear from you. So far, we haven't received a single email. Not one. To our email address. And we know there's like apparently like 15 fucking people that listen to this. So hit us up at divorceclub at superdivorceme.com. Just tell it literally anything. Just send us anything and we'll talk about it or we will email you back if you don't want us to talk about it. Like, it's... Just do it. Just get in touch because we want to hang out. Yeah. All we ever do is hang out with each other and I'm sick of it. Like, I want to hang out with you guys. Yeah, let's hang out with other people. And fucking... Super scary. We just uh, did an episode of this before yeah. we started this show tonight. Yeah. And uh, on Saturday, you'll be able to check out a brand new Super Scary. We're going to feature... Trick or Treat. One of my... I waited so long for this movie to come out, and I finally, you know, a couple years ago, finally watched it. And, and all you have to do is wait a few more days to find out what Bender has to say about it. Yeah. So, do that, and then on Friday, Super Fanatics, we're going to talk about Old Man Logan. Yeah. Yeah. The original so. The original arc. run. Yeah. Original because uh, all signs point to the new Wolverine movie being Old Man Logan. Yeah. So... It's, it's going to be a great show today, folks. Yeah. So exactly. stick around and enjoy, and uh, we'll see you all in the outro. Later. Bye. We are not getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce. Hey, everyone out there in listener land. This is Nicholas coming at you for Supercast, episode number 33. This is Bender, and I am not going to come at you. I will come somewhere else and uh, clean it up myself. I'm going to stick to what I said, and I'm going to come at you <laughs> this whole time. Keep that in mind. Yeah, hold on. I just heard you. I just heard Bender on the phone. He was talking yeah. to his uh, lady friend, Lindsay. Yep, I was just on I, the phone. I heard him say at one point... Um, He's pretty good about not eating his own shit. Yeah. And I, the thought occurred to me, there, well, there, he was talking about his dog. 
but then it, it occurred to me, can you imagine being the type of creature where someone would have to say that about you? That you're pretty good about not eating your own shit. Like it like some some people or some uh other beings in your species are known or normally eat shit but their you own. are their own shit but you are not one that typically does it so right. you're good about not doing it he's pretty good about he's it. pretty good about not <laughs> eating his own shit yeah like no. what if you had a friend <laughs> who was pretty good about not eat, eating his own shit i would it's... rather be the person that's pretty good about it but and have the friend that's like that dude eats his own shit all the time i don't know what's wrong with him i'm pretty good about not eating it it's only from time to time that I have to eat shit. I, I'm doing really good <laughs> at not eating my own shit. Yeah, me too. I'm doing a perfect job, actually. I've never done it. I've never I don't Eat shit and live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome to the show, man. Um, what are you? Beer me. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Do I have to run down and open that? Or? No. Oh, I got, you got it. I got, got an opener. Open. Hell yeah. The beginning of the show means, of course, it's time for a segment we call Beer Me. And uh, this week, I'm going to beer bender with... The Pumpkin Imperial Ale. From... Um, Southern Tier? Yeah, Southern Tier. Yeah, Southern Tier Brewing Company's Pumpkin in a big-ass bottle. Yeah, it's We're going to split this one. It's a large bottle. I have a nice Sam Adams... What, like a tumbler? This no. It's this a, is called, actually, the perfect pint. The perfect. This is that's that's not a very unique name. I wish it was called something else. Well, they call it the perfect pint. Well, so Sam Adams needs to get their dick out of their butts. I'm sorry. I know their Oktoberfest is good and everything, but I know they're all about like we're we craft yeah. our beer and it's like you're like one step above Bud Light. Relax. Oh, they're many steps above Bud. Uh, They've they've become much they, more well. They're known. much more. They're so. They're very. Okay, one step. They're like commercially, very similar to Budweiser. They're a very commercial company. But they I haven't think. always been that way. No, I they mean they had to they, earn it. Yeah, well, I mean they make good. It's it's whatever. I I'm not impressed. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Sam Adams fanboy. I'm not impressed that this glass is called the perfect pint. I want it to be like a one word cooler something. Well, the reason they did that, hold on, I want to get us even here. Let me give you a little bit. Wait. No, we're you're like you've you're got dead more on. than me. Oh, wow. You've got a little bit more. I'm just going to I think now we might be even. Good enough. Yeah. Good enough. You got more head on yours. The uh, the perfect pint was crafted so that uh, you get these bubbles on the bottom, right? And they continue to bubble throughout your your beverage enjoyment. I just like the way it feels in my hand because it's a very like it's a nice feeling glass. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, I love yeah. this glass. It's very yeah. nice. Cheers, by the way. Oh yeah, cheers. Oh, yeah. Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. <laughs> Last show of October. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin's very good. It is. It's very good. But now, I love, like, the way this glass feels in my hand. I just, I, like, wish that it was called, like, I don't, I don't, You'd I can't. rename it. Yeah, I would, would rename you call it? it. I don't know. Uh, I, I would call it, like, silhouette. A silhouette glass or something like that. A Samuel Adams silhouette. silhouette. 
or you know something something like that like i feel like the word should be remotely foreign mm-hmm. maybe french even though sam adams is an american company like i get i get that yeah. I'm just disappointed that this glass is called the perfect point. <laughs> you know, it is very well designed and it's very nice that you you do these bubbles are continuously flowing up my my beer here, you know, and it's yeah. nice. Yeah. I understand the science behind it. I just think the name is dumb. Well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that both of these uh, perfect pint glasses have traveled back to Ohio from the Samuel Adams Brewery yeah. in Boston, Massachusetts. That's pretty cool. I got both of them when I took the tour. I would. I mean, like, yeah. what else would you get? You have to get one. Of course. And the tour is free. If yeah, you've mentioned you were, that before, I think. If you're listening really cool. and you're in the Boston area and you didn't know that, um, or if you're taking a trip to Boston soon, go to the Sam Adams Brewery and take the tour. It's free. Uh, you can leave a donation, which you should if you're not a douche. Yeah. Drop in five bucks or so because there's a nice tour guide who's going to take you through, and then uh, they're going to get you drunk at the end. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, what? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. A little something for the effort. Um, hey, I want to say this before we go uh, too far into the show. Email us, please, because we still haven't received one. Because. Nobody listens to our podcast. There are some people listening consistently. Really? really? It's about... I know, if you're listening right now, there's about 10 or 15 of you out there every That's more week, than I thought. And you're be. listening every week. Wow. But you're not interacting. And we want to hear from you. So. Yeah. Like, all, like not... You don't... Not, it does Just tell us what is, what's going on. Yeah. Just whatever's going on. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... Just email us. Just say, hey. Just be like, hey, I did this today. You can give us like a fake name to talk about. I don't. You can yeah. disguise yourself. You can say, "Do not read my email address out loud." We won't and do we that. Won't. Yeah, like it doesn't. I wouldn't do it anyway. Yeah. Give yeah. us a name. Tell us who you who you want us to refer to you as, and we'll fucking talk about whatever you email mm-hmm. us about. Mm-hmm. Unless you say don't, and then we can just say we got an email, but we can't talk about it. Right. It's just like just hang out. You know, we just, just want to interact with the people that find entertainment in our show that's all so that's hit us all. up for real divorce club at superdivorceme.com. that is an email address just for you nothing else goes there there's no spam that email address has never received a single email think about that Th- yeah th- i was just about to say think about that in the context of like the internet and how many people are out there and like what computers mean to every to everybody and i'm thinking about my inbox like on my personal email yeah. account it's just like you receive like 15 a day yeah from shit know. i signed up for like eight years ago <laughs> that i don't even i never read right you just delete it immediately yeah mm-hmm. or just let it sit there that's no. i don't know um uh, it's a sad show, kind of today, because it's the final show of October. Yeah, you know, it's, and that means that it's gonna get cold soon, and I'm not about that life. It's getting chilly right now. It is getting which chilly I don't mind. already. I, I mean, we took the dog on a walk last night, and it was not fun. Like, well, how well did you bundle up? Oh, I bundled. I wore a jacket and a hoodie, and a hood, and a beanie, and pants, and gloves. Shoot, no gloves. Didn't wear gloves. 
I don't have I don't own gloves. You need a good pair of gloves for the winter. <laughs> <laughs> the dog needs a sweater too. He's got short hair, so he, oh. needs, he needs a sweater if we're going to take him on walks it seems like just yesterday we were sitting downstairs talking about how you know it was early in the year but we were going to start off with a fall beer that was like the beginning of september yeah and they had they had just released the first fall beers and here we are the end of october and soon we're going to be saying beer me to winter winter ales winter ales winter lagers which can be good yeah there are some good ones. They're usually a bit more citrusy. I'm like just the, glad that we have managed to basically drink some sort of pumpkin beer for like the last seven episodes. Oh yeah, it's been great. It's awesome. Pretty I'm much like, right after we, right when we started the show, was going into this season. So. Yeah, and it's. I was just. I'm impressed that there are that many different pumpkin beers now i'm not like saying i'm the biggest pumpkin fan out there or anything but it's cool that like there's that much that we can choose from that we are able to do a different something sometimes two something yeah sometimes two every week you know through most of september and and all october two two we did two tonight yeah earlier yeah uh, while we were uh recording super scary we drank uh, Ballast Point Brewing Company's Pumpkin yeah. Down. And that was good. Yeah, Scottish Ale with Pumpkin. That I don't was... know if we've had a dud the entire time, have we? Was the Vamplifier. Uh, yeah. Last week, I think. Yeah, that was, that was more of like But a... it was an IPA, and yeah. neither of us liked that, and we knew we weren't really gonna right. like it. We just bought it because it was a Halloween beer. I can't really fault it. We've no, talked about you, not yeah. liking IPAs, both of us, so exactly. it's not like... It's not like it was gonna be our favorite. We knew that. Yeah, I agree. But it so. had it had cool packaging, so we tried it. Right. What, what are you gonna do? <sighs> but yeah, last show of October. That means uh, the haunting season will be over. Yeah. Luckily, so. we got. I mean, I got two in. I think we're gonna do one this weekend. Okay. If you wanna come along? Well, yeah. We'll. I mean, on Saturday night. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably sure. the last one. Well, definitely the last one. Yeah, I'm sure we'll probably do that. And you know what? Uh, on the Halloween stuff, I think it might have aired by now, but um, even though I didn't watch it, I was happy to hear that the Treehouse of Horror aired before Halloween this year. That really? always pissed me off. I don't know if you remember this, but like the Simpsons Halloween episode would always air like the week after Halloween. And it always bummed me out. And it would be like, well... It's, it's over. It's too late. Right. That The spirit's gone. Right. You should put it out the week before, and they did it this time, so... After what, like 25 <laughs> seasons? Yeah. yeah. 25 seasons, and then they were just like, huh, you know what? Just hear me out. Yeah. What if we put the Treehouse Horror out the week before Halloween? Oh, Remarkable. What I just, you just know, a, it just dawned. I had a dream last night. I had a dream, and I thought to myself, you know, the week after Halloween, everybody's ready for Christmas because fuck Thanksgiving. Nobody, everyone just eats their fat asses on Thanksgiving. So we get ready for Christmas. There's Christmas decorations up when Treehouse of Horror comes out. That's not treehouse of horror is about no it's about halloween we need to put it out the week before aha 25 seasons (laughs) later 
<laughs> you should have said something sooner. Yeah. <laughs> You're a genius. That's that's what happened. That was the actual conversation, recorded conversation. Yeah. From the uh, Simpsons producers. Yeah. Not a big Simpsons fan though. I like the Simpsons. I, I can give a shit. I think they're fun. It's uh, it's more fun watching as a grown up. I get more of the humor at this point. Yeah. It's more subtle than South Park, you know, but I think it's funny. I agree. It's probably, it's more subtle than South Park, but not, but I think South Park is in your face, but clever about it. Oh, I'm not, I'm not I know saying you're not that disparaging the show or I anything. love South Park. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a different brand of humor that I also enjoy. Yeah. Because. I prefer, I prefer South Park, though. I watched the Simpsons when I was a kid, but looking at it now, going back and seeing some of those same episodes, if I'll come across one on a, on a rerun, it's like, oh man, there's so much here that would have it's gone It's not a kid's my head. show at all. No. Not even a little bit. Like, sometimes I feel like, even though it's not a kid's show, sometimes I think Family Guy can kind of get goofy enough to be enjoyed by kids. Yeah. Um, the Simpsons, however, I think you have to be a certain age to enjoy it. Well, when it came out, when it first started, you know, you have to remember that in the eighty, well, late eighty, late eighties, early nineties, there weren't like a million cartoon options that you could watch any time of the day. Yeah. So as a kid back then, I remember liking it just because it was a, it cartoon, was a cartoon, and it was on at a weird time. Uh-huh. It wasn't on at you know, fucking uh, eleven on a Saturday morning. It was like on prime time during the week. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool right. that it's not a Saturday morning cartoon. And you hear about some of your friends not being allowed to watch it, so it has like an, a slight edge to it. Right. Eh, you know. There were memorable characters, I guess, that kids could get into. Yeah, you have like Krusty and Bart and Eat My Shorts. And, yeah. Eh, that whole thing. I just have, I've never, I've never seen a Simpsons episode and enjoyed it. Hmm. Ever. Even the Treehouse of Horror? Well, I don't think I've ever watched the Treehouse. Oh man, they're good. Maybe that would get you on board. Maybe, maybe. Did I ever tell? I think you it's about... all. I think it's all on Hulu. So it probably is. I mean, I know Simpsons is. I don't know if the entire series is, but did I tell you about when I went to uh, the Secret Stash? I think it was like two years ago now. And what's his name? Um, Mike Zapsick was working mm-hmm. when I went in. Walt was in the back, like doing something, so I didn't bother him. But, yeah, you, you, I, I think maybe you told me this story, but continue. Yeah. But I went in, and um, I, uh, I had seen around this time that they had actually produced Treehouse of Horror comics. Uh huh. And I was like, that'd be kind of a cool thing to have, is to like track down all of the Treehouse of Horror books and just have them in my collection. And I saw that they had one of them up on the wall, like an older one. From ten years ago or so, and uh, you know, I, I I walked up to Mike, and there was no one else like around. It was just like me browsing the store, and uh, I walked up to him and I was like, "Hey, um, how much is that uh, Treehouse of Horror?" And he, I don't know, he told me the price, and I was like, oh, "Okay." It was a little bit more than I was looking to spend that day, but just trying to make small talk. Um, I didn't fanboy about comic book men or anything like that. Which is a great show, though. Yeah, it is. But I was just trying to be casual, and I was like, yeah, I was, uh, I was thinking about, you know, it might be cool to try and track all those down, you know, and, and put them in the collection. He's just like, yeah. 
And that's like all he said. And I was like, okay, well, I guess we won't chat. <laughs> I yeah. just went back to browsing, you know. But it was kind of disappointing because on the show, of course, anytime they're interacting or a customer walks in, you see them being very cordial. And yeah. in my previous experience, I had I had walked in and uh, and Walt was working, like putting comics away. This was like a few years before on my honeymoon, actually. And he was very personable and took a picture with me and Jess and everything. And, and was this... Uh... This was prior to Comic Book Men, though, right? Yeah, that was before you the show was You just knew about them because it was Kevin Smith's shop. Yeah, and because I, and Walt Flanagan's been it's, in right. Kevin Smith movies. Right. So it was like, oh shit, it's Walt Flanagan. But at that point, I'm sure that there weren't nearly as many people coming in asking for like pictures and all that shit. Right. But th- like I said, the thing that bugged me about the Zapsick thing was that I wasn't being a fanboy. I wasn't bugging him. I was just trying to yeah. shoot the shit a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't. I don't know. I think uh, it's always it's it's such like a like a a fickle, you know, gamble to to like talk to somebody that has a remote amount of fame. Yeah. You know, like Comic Book Man is a great show. I I I haven't I was caught up on it for a while, but it was on Netflix, and I'm not entirely sure if it's on Netflix anymore. I haven't seen it on there in a long time. I don't think it is. Um, so I was caught up on it, and it was cool and everything. Um, I don't really think that the the people on it deserve to stick their noses up. At, no. Like, they just work in a comic shop. Yeah, that's it. Know? And they happen to have the good Cameras, fortune yeah. of being friends with Kevin Smith. Right. It's really all it is. Yeah, but... You know, I've even experienced, not too, too much, but I've experienced it with a couple of the, you know, horror movie celebrities that I've met, where they're just, they're just not quite as, they're, they're, they're very sort of move along, mm-hmm. you know, with you, and, uh, and that's fine, you know, at a convention, you can't just stop and have a conversation with everybody, but... I don't know. It's just kind of a bummer. Like I, I, I really love. I love going to Horror Hound and and Comic Cons too, and meeting comic book creators. Um, I really enjoy it. But no matter what, no matter how like, no matter what conspires, I, it's still a little disappointing when somebody doesn't sort of entertain you, and that's kind of like a selfish thing to think, you know. Well, maybe not even entertain and like make me laugh. No, no, no but just not like that way. But just inter- like if you allow tr- you to be there and to like be friendly with you, all right, and converse with you for five minutes, yeah, you know, like whatever. Like, uh, you know, it was great when we met Ryan Brown at Comic Con, yeah, because we got. I mean, it's not now at Comic Con. It's not like there's a fucking huge ass line where you're waiting or holding up people. But any, but. We went up to his table and talked to him for a little bit and talked about his work. And, you know, I had the opportunity to tell him how much I enjoy his work, you know. When I met Scotty Young, who I'm sure is a perfectly nice gentleman, uh, another comic book creator at the same convention. Um, when I met him, he was talking to a woman. So keep that in mind. But I walked up and he was just kind of like, signed my stuff and was like, there you go. Yeah. 
and I, I really wanted to be like, hey, I, I really enjoy your work. I like your writing style for I Hate Fairyland. I love your Marvel baby covers, like whatever. But I didn't really get that opportunity because he was kind of just like, oh, sign, 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 blah, 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 you're done. And, it, and I understand he was in the middle of a conversation and things, but it's still like it's sort of a disappointing thing. Like you, I think or I, I would want if, if you gain enough notoriety as a person to be recognized by other people, you should just, you know, you don't have to do fucking everything, but just indulge your fans just a little bit. Give them a reason to like you, you know, like... Well, that can be very inspiring, too. Yeah, you know? yeah. If, if, if one of their heroes can be nice to them then that might inspire them to be a little nicer to the people in their lives possibly yeah. you know yeah you know it's 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 an opportunity to just spread goodwill in my opinion mm -hmm. you know like the uh the dude from chew um john lyman yeah you know i when we were at that same con that bender was just talking about um i went up to him and he uh he signed one book for me that uh, that I had taken for my wife. She's a big fan of Chew, and I also had the card game that I just purchased. Yeah, and he saw that, and um, you know, he was like, "Oh, hey, did you you know there was like a, a special edition comic in there?" And I was like, "Oh no, I wasn't paying attention." He's like, "Yeah, man." He's like, "Open it up. Let me sign that because I've seen people turn around and sell that thing online for like sixty dollars, you know." And oh. uh, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so then Chew is a popular series. It, it's, yeah. uh, I've seen first prints of number one of Chew mm -hmm. graded at like a 9.8, which is fairly common because it's a newer comic, yeah. you know, uh, going on eBay for like $8,000. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. It's a really cool concept for a comic if yeah. you're not familiar with it. It is cool. Um, I've not read any of them myself. I, I want to either. at some point, mm -hmm. but, you know, it's... I guess there's like a guy who he can, if he puts something in his mouth and, and tastes it, tastes it he, he's able to determine uh, everything about it. Like if he bites into an apple, he knows what farm that apple was grown on. He what gets his entire history. What chemicals were used to produce it, like or what pesticides or whatever. Like he knows what store it was bought from, what like, you know, everything. Who purchased it, like everything. He knows all the entire history of this food and he's a police officer in a detective so sometimes what he does is he eats dead bodies to yeah. figure out how they died and i think that's sort of the beginning premise and it's yeah. gotten very wild but it, i believe it's still a very well done comic yeah but anyway that guy was very very nice very cordial to go out of your waves to yeah. say hey man there's something in that box you have. Let yeah. me sign that too. Right. And not even charging me for it, you know? So yeah. you can be that guy or you can be Mike Zapsick uh, sitting behind the counter not doing shit. With no one else in the store. Yeah. Like, that's what gets me. Like, just never mind that he's on television. Like, right. it's just customer service. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, it would have been, been a dick move... For the guy at Mavericks and Kettering 
to act that way. Mm-hmm. You know, so. You know, when I worked at GameStop or when we worked at GameStop together, I, at the time, and obviously even still, as I've said many times on this podcast, I don't really game that much. But I worked at GameStop as a second job and Nick was awesome enough to get me the job at GameStop at the time. Uh, and anytime somebody wanted to talk about video games, I still tried. Yeah, that's you one know? Of the, in my opinion, that was one of the best things about working there. Yeah, is any time just start shooting the shit with people. Right. And that's when you get cool. That's when your job gets fun, in my opinion, in a place like that. Because the more you talk to people, the more friends you make, I would say, or good acquaintances. So then you look forward to seeing certain people when they come in. And when the door rings, you're not just pissed off that it's some yeah. random asshole. I've talked to the manager, I believe he's a manager, uh, at the Dayton Mall GameStop now a few times. Uh, he's always the one in, in the mall or across in the, the street? In the mall. In the mall. I've heard the one across the street is just like full of dicks. The smash burger store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, full of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> the one in the mall there's this dude i believe his name is brandon mm-hmm. um he's got glasses he's got a beard he's really nice uh but i've talked to him maybe two or three times uh just kind of shooting the shit like looking at pop vinyls he's like hey you know is there anything you're looking for and then i get to go into my well i love pop vinyls but i have to only buy specific characters speech yeah because I love pop vinyls, but in order for me to spend $12 on one, it has to be a really, really fucking good character. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then he, you know, last time we talked about it, he was showing me that he had set aside a Spider-Gwen pop, and mm-hmm. which led us into, well, do you read the comics? And I was like, oh, no, he doesn't read the comics that much. I'm like, well, you should. This is why. You should read Saga. This is why, you know, blah, blah, blah. He recommends games to me sometimes. And it's cool. Like, it's fun to go in. I never thought that I would uh, be, like, a regular customer at the Dayton Mall GameStop. Yeah. Part of it is that I live so close. Right. um, Basically across the street. But Brandon is super cool, and I enjoy going in, and I enjoy him being there. And it makes me want to go back. It makes me want to go back because I get to talk to him for a little bit. Yeah, I agree. That's if you're if you're listening, one of uh, ten or fifteen of you, <laughs> um, and you manage or work at a, a used or um, any sort of media store, yeah. if you can get to know your customers, you can make your job a little less painful, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, that's a good lesson. But uh, oh, and speaking of malls and and media, yeah, I was gonna say. I had a great time going to FYE slash Suncoast. We have this to go past together. Weekend. I was going to say we should. We absolutely And we should do to. this. We should each take, we'll put aside like $30. Okay. And, and we'll each pick out, because I will say this, Suncoast, still kind of pricey. I, that always bothered you know me about Suncoast. Yeah. It's but, just like, why? But it's awesome because I remember... Like going to Suncoast when I was probably in like sixth grade, yeah. and that's where over the course of one summer, I accumulated like the entire Jason collection on VHS, and I would go like, we'd go like every week. Jason you know? as in Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we get like, you know, I started with the first one and I remember browsing their horror section and it was, it was all VHS at that point. <laughs> DVDs hadn't even come out yet. Yeah. And you know, Suncoast was so cool and they had the action figures and they had like a huge anime section. I remember that's where I got my first Dragon Ball Z box set, but their prices were always a little higher. You know? I don't know why either. It's so stupid. I but think because, well, especially now, it's like I was telling you about those, uh, the Arrow films. Right, yeah. Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can probably get those online for like twenty four ninety nine, maybe. How um, much were they at Suncoast? Like 29 29 to 34 Yeah, but when you think so. about it, though, okay, but 34 may be a little pricey. Yeah. But if you think about a twenty nine ninety nine video, that's the DVD, that's the Blu-ray plus shipping. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's not that bad. No, honestly. it's not the worst. How much was your uh, Scream Factory Child's Play? That, I think, was like twenty two ninety nine or something like that. See, and that, to me, seems like a really good deal. Because I would venture to guess, I haven't looked, but I would venture to guess that online, it's probably the same price plus shipping. Right. If not a little bit more, like twenty five ninety nine plus yeah. shipping. Well, you know these places, they aren't making much money off of new shit in general. Yeah. So there has to be a little bit of a markup for them to make even a dollar or two. Uh-huh. You know? Especially on more, I would call them artisan dvds or blu-rays where they're coming from companies like shout or scream factory or arrow which i had never even seen until i went in there right. and i was like oh these things these dvds or these they're blu-rays not. look arrows arrows nice i think i prefer scream factory mm-hmm. um because they have i've never really looked into arrow but i prefer scream factory because they have a wider range like they have you know you've got scream factory and shout factory yeah and like they they do a lot of stuff. I mean, to be honest, they remaster and release porn. I mean, do they? Yeah, like I'm pretty sure there's, I'm pretty sure there's a Scream Factory or a Shout Factory release of Honey Buns, you know, and they do like weird Japanese porn and stuff too, which like, not I'm not into. I'm just saying that they have a a wide net that they yeah. cast. But Arrow's nice, too. I mean, but, you know, the, the issue and why I haven't really looked into Arrow a lot is because they're an England-based company. So yeah. a lot of their stuff I can't watch anyways. Online, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. The stuff they're selling on the website. But I think anything they have in store at FYE or oh, Suncoast is going to be stuff Absolutely. that you can take home and watch. Absolutely. Um, it, you know, it's just like... There, you know, there's another company, Gorgon Video, that has a couple releases. I actually have a VHS clamshell box uh, of nice. House of the Devil, mm. um, which is a, a newer film, probably 20, 2013, maybe? Uh, it's a really good movie, but Gorgon Video put out a, a VHS clamshell packaging. It's super fucking rad. They're another... They don't necessarily remaster stuff uh, like Scream Factory does, but they have a lot of releases. Like they pick up new stuff. They do a lot of indie stuff, um, a lot of VHS work. Same with Massacre Video. They do a lot of VHS work too. Well, anyway, what I was gonna say is we'll yeah. take we'll we'll put aside like thirty bucks a piece. Yes. 
and we'll go and we'll we'll know ahead of time. This thirty dollars is going to go towards one movie. Yes, for each of us, mm-hmm. and we'll go out to Suncoast and we'll pick out a movie apiece, and then those will be the next movies we do on Super Scary yes. after the ones that we already have planned. All right. We yeah. could even we could go whenever. So, well, I get I get paid next Friday. Okay, so maybe next next, next Saturday, next Saturday or next Sunday because I'm off on Sundays. And if you're listening and you have. Uh, a Suncoast or an FYE or something at your local mall, go out and support them, man. I know it's easy to order stuff off, you know, off Amazon or online, but like, there's still the fun for me of just driving out somewhere and knowing I'm going to come home with some new shit, even if I have to pay a little bit more for it. There's a, a very large part of me that is like, I want Stream Factory's the Burning, Scream Factories, The Fun House, Sleepaway Camp 2, Sleepaway Camp 3, Poltergeist 2, Poltergeist 3, like all of these releases that Scream Factory has, and they are readily available online, and I never buy them. I hear Because you. there is so much satisfaction in going to a store or being at a convention and finding that movie exactly and holding it in your hand and then being like yes i will pay 25 dollars for this instead of 22.99 plus shipping online mm-hmm. i and it's it sucks because i want them so bad but i just cannot bring myself like the only i think the only screen factory release i have is sleepaway camp the original and i found it at a convention and i bought it for like 23 dollars because it was like awesome i got to hold it look at it show, you know whatever like well i went to i went to best buy i went to target and walmart all last week on the 18th to try and find that child's play scream factory release yeah scream and factory, no one had it they're not i don't like know. they were listed on the websites as being like part of their stock but oh, every, really? everywhere i went they were like oh, it's an online-only thing, we can order you one. I was like, no, don't worry about it. But that made it so much cooler when I called Suncoast at the Fairfield Commons Mall, and like, yeah, we have a copy of it. Do you want us to hold it? And I was like, yes, hold it for me. I'll be there this afternoon. And you drive out there, and you fucking come home with it. So rad. Yeah. There is so, yeah, I love, now, don't get me wrong, I love ordering things online. I mean, I really do. I... I, you know, I support this uh, t-shirt company, Cavity Colors, a lot, and I really try to, you know, I order a lot. I have, like, six t-shirts from Cavity Colors, and it's just, like, this dude and his girlfriend that own a, a t-shirt company. Um, Pizza Party Printing is another one. And I, I, so I love ordering stuff online. I really do. But certain products, comics are one, uh, and and movies, these Scream Factory movies, I just, if there is even the slightest chance that you could find it in the wild, so to speak, yeah, I have such a hard time ordering it online if I know that maybe I'll find it in the wild somewhere. Because the feeling of finding it in the wild so great. is so great, and it's, it's, it's very unique to find something out there in yeah. the world. And not just having it delivered it's to so you. It's so exciting. It is. It's like I. It's like I never, I never ever 
probably would have bought or owned uh, Phantom of the Paradise. And I know that, like, Scream Factory has a re-release of it, a Blu-ray transfer and everything. And it's intriguing, but it's like, that's not... I would buy seven other movies before I bought Phantom of the Paradise. And then I found it at Half Price Books for $10. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I watched it, and it's fucking crazy, you know? <laughs> but I, I probably never, ever would have owned the movie had I not found it at Half Price Books. Be an adventurer. Yeah, go out. Like, I window shop so much. I go into stores all the time and just look around. And most of the time I leave with nothing. But I love to just go in and look and see what's there and make mental notes of things to come back for. And if I find something truly special, you know, you get to buy it. Well, just the experience of looking around is why going to Blockbuster every Friday used to be a huge event for me. It wasn't like I was walking in, grabbing one movie, and I would leave. It was like, I'm going to look around now. Even after I picked out what I wanted, it would still be like, you know, Jess would go with me and sometimes complain about how much time I spent in the video store, but it's like, <laughs> that was part of the fun is it browse very slowly through, pick up boxes, look at the back of them, put them back on the shelf because yeah. you're not going to get it, you know, deciding what you want. Or maybe you grab the first thing that you saw and you didn't get anything else, but you still spent 45 minutes looking around Yep. and maybe you made notes of things you were going to get next time or wanted to. Don't. Don't let that go away, is what I'm no, saying. Oh, I know. Because it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, I wanted to run this by you. Okay. The other night, Sunday night, I had the season premiere of The Walking Dead spoiled for me on Twitter. Like, okay. as soon as I logged on. Uh-huh. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it. But, like, as soon as I opened Twitter, someone had posted what happened. And I was just like, are you fucking shitting me right now? Like, (laughs) it was maybe an hour after the episode was over. Yeah. And I even tweeted at the guy. I I basically said, hey, thanks for that. You know, like, (laughs) what, what the fuck? Right. You know, it's 2016. Do you not understand that, like, this might not be cool, you know? And uh, his response was just like, sorry, LOL. It's like, fuck off, man. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Like, there's got to be, there has to be some etiquette. Oh, yeah. You know, a certain amount of time that Uh you give something before you just take to social media and start fucking throwing up your opinion about what happened or rest in peace, so-and-so, sad face. It's like, fuck like it's like uh when when uh force awakens was coming out and people were trying to get a hold of new information mm-hmm. to spoil it online i remember watching uh an interview with mark hamill and they were like you know you know so the, the prompt was something along the lines of uh uh Fucking Abrams is playing this like so close to the chest 
you know, but, you know, you're getting leaks here and there. Like, you know, how do you feel about that? And Mark Hamill was just like, I don't fucking understand why people want to spoil things. And he's like, I just, why? Why do you want to know what's there to know before something happens? He's like, I love this movie and I, you know, this movie is so great. Why are you trying to ruin it before you get to see it? It's like the it doesn't make any sense. Just watch the movie. Just yeah. wait. Just wait for it to happen and watch it and experience it and enjoy it. And I was just like, yeah, Mark Hamill, good for you. <laughs> That's it's exactly right. I I cannot wrap my head around people who want to spoil shit for everyone else or who who have the inflated ego to think that the internet at large is so just on edge and waiting for their opinion, waiting yeah. to hear what they had to say about it. This dude that spoiled The Walking Dead for me, it's like no one, like his post didn't have any shares or likes. It was just some fucking dickhead yeah. that I happened to be following by accident. And it's like... J- I didn't want to know that. It makes and I didn't know what... <laughs> when you say, like, the internet at large is just, like, waiting with bated breath for people's opinions. Yeah. It makes me think of the uh, South Park Yelp episode. Have you ever seen that? I've seen clips of it. That's the one with the cum song. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in the episode, um, there's a portion where... It's just, like, there's so many Yelpers... That Cartman is upset because too many Yelpers means, like, he's not going to get special treatment if everyone's a Yelper. So there has to be one Yelper to kind of, like, rule them all, basically. And there's also this, like, Spanish kid uh, who's sort of kissing Cartman's feet so Cartman gives him a good uh, restaurant review because his parents own a Mexican restaurant. Well, there's this one portion where Kyle and the uh, David, the Mexican kid, David, go to sort of fight all of these Yelpers. And David sort of just calls out the, the leader of the Yelpers. And then every single person in the town that is a Yelper shows up because they're like, this whole town waits for my opinion to know which restaurants to go to and they all start talking at the same time and like (laughs) Cartman is trying to say that he's number one you know and uh Gerald Broflowski is like another one who's like I take this responsibility as the town's number one yelper (laughs) and every single there's like thousands of them and every single one of them is like I am the best yelper here and everybody else follows me, and they're all saying it at the same time, and it's so great. And that's what that makes me think of. Yeah. I haven't looked into that much. Is that a thing? Like, are there are there Yelpers who everyone looks to to I th- I, review shit? Kind of like critics? Where... I've never been on Yelp. I've never experienced the website. I know what it is. Yeah. Well, just you mentioning that makes me seem like, of course, that has to be a thing. Because you've got people who want so many followers on Twitter or Facebook, yeah. there has to be. Um, there have to there has to be like this underground cult of 
Yelp critics that people follow religiously. And yeah. It's like they won't, we can't eat there. They won't eat there. Yeah. Stewman42 said it's disgusting <laughs> and his salad didn't come with dressing and, like, you know. Beef, no, Beef Stew 42. <laughs> Beef Stew 42 said that they forgot his salad dressing, so we goddamn cannot eat there. Yeah. What do you think is proper spoiler etiquette? Don't spoil anything. Like, there's no like proper... Anything, well, like, anything? Of sh- course there are some things that everyone knows, right? Like, um... Everyone knows that Darth Vader is Luke's father. Yeah, that's not a spoiler. No one know, or everyone knows that. So no one's going to be shocked if you give that away. Um, but just you, like when new shit comes out, and you know it's very popular. The Walking Dead is hugely popular. I don't even fucking watch it. I don't. But even though I have okay, I've watched up until like halfway through season three. They're okay. still in the prison. Okay. The last I saw, they were still in the fucking prison. It still bothers me when I see or watch something where they're like, oh, this person dies. Mm-hmm. Like, six or three seasons later uh, from where I was when I watched The Walking Dead... Three seasons later, this person dies. And it still pisses me off because I'm like, what if I wanted to watch it? Yeah, you might want to come back to it. What if I decided, hey, I haven't watched The Walking Dead in like four years. I kind of liked it. I want to catch up. I want to get where everyone else is and I'm going to watch it. But no, this fucking motherfucker on Facebook was like, hey, so-and-so fucking dies at this point. Just shut, just shut up. Like, I don't understand why... Why? Why post about it? People need to, like, be validated in their reactions somehow. I guess. But all you're gonna get is, like, hateful reactions. Like, oh, I haven't watched it yet. Why are you spoiling it? Unless they're hoping that, like, other people who happen to be watching at the same time see... Yeah, man. Oh, I my God, that's so crazy. Way. Yeah, it was nuts. Like, just fuck off for a while. Yeah. Or at least... Start with spoiler alert, spoiler warning for The Walking Dead. And then shift, 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 shift. Yeah. Tiger post. Don't make the first thing that someone might happen to glance at be what happened. Yeah. It's just a fucking bummer. It makes no sense to me why people do that shit. I don't... Because like I said, his post had no likes and no retweets. Nothing. It was just a fucking spoiler sitting out there randomly in the middle of my feed and it's like oh okay well thanks for that i you know however speaking on this topic i have been very fortunate uh that literally anytime something big happens in a tv show and normally those tv shows are walking dead and game of thrones nobody on my facebook has spoiled anything I don't know how that's possible. But even today, there were numerous posts about... And all they said, every single one of them, just said, OMG, The Walking Dead, crying emoji. And I'm like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. You say you're sad about what happened. I but just like, don't want to know what it was yeah. that made you sad. But I've, you know, shout out to literally everybody on my Facebook. Because I don't have Twitter. But... 
nobody ever spoils anything. And I swear to God, like, I will delete the fuck out of you <laughs> if you ever spoil anything. You know what I mean? As you should. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just, uh, spoilers are so stupid. Well, I, um, I just finished The Walking Dead Compendium number one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's awesome. You really? Yeah. I really think you should give it another try. I probably should. Because I, you know, I just got into it when I picked that, that book up. I watched the show first. Mm-hmm. And I'm only on, I'm only a little bit further ahead than you are in the show. We just picked the show the back prison. up recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got like two episodes left on season three. But yeah, it's and another cool thing about the book is to see the differences between the comic and the show. Yeah. Um, so. Well, that's something that I wanted to watch Outcast for was to be able to see like how closely they follow the book. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's neat. It's cool to be able to compare the two. Um, but there are so many comics out right now. I noticed last week when I went to uh, Nostalgia that uh, I was like starting to feel the feeling that I felt when I stopped reading for a while, like several years ago, besides like a couple books where it's like, Oh my God, there's so much coming out right now that I want to read. I I just have to like stop myself because I can see my list filling up with like 25 books that I'll never be able to keep up. So it's so easy. I feel the same exact way. Every time I want to, every time I go to the comic shop, I honestly haven't been and it's, terrible like i need to go i just don't have the money for it but i just want to read everything what's your favorite thing you're reading right now it's still saga i mean it's saga third issue 39 comes out tomorrow uh that comic is so fucking good it's not even it's far and away i think literally the best thing that i'm reading right now you know I can honestly say, also, I I love, I love what is happening with Young Animal, um, which for those of you that don't know is Gerard Way's lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Basically, his own comic company. It's it's a sort of a subsidiary of DC, but Gerard runs everything. He gets to make these comics. He gets. He has control. He's the president. You know. I love what's happening with Young Animal, but I can't comfortably say that like Doom Patrol is my favorite comic or Shade is my favorite comic because number one they're early. Yeah, very early. And number two, they're super fucking weird. Yeah. And I need time. The stories need time. To like 10 issues in when you get some sort of coherence with it. Saga wouldn't have been your favorite book two issues in. I might disagree with that. Really? Saga After is, two issues? It is solid. It. Yeah, it's solid, but... It's out saga, of whatever you were reading then, including Star Wars books, you would have said after two issues it was your favorite thing. Saga... It just, it, that first issue is killer. I mean, it opens with a bang. It establishes your characters hard, like heavy. And it also gives you an insight 
there's there's enough of an insight into how unique the world it's all taking place in is. I mean, I think in the first issue, there's a two-page spread where um, the main characters are on a mount on like a cliff, and down below they're watching uh, a giant battle happening because it's all about war, uh, and there's like these turtles, giant, huge turtles with like, uh, like the Oliphants in Return of, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, you know, where people are riding them and they, you know, whatever, like these giant battle turtles that people are riding. And it's just like, there's no explanation. You don't know what they're called. You don't know where they come from. You don't anything. It's just like, that is a thing. That exists in this universe. There's fucking giant turtles. That go into war. That's just. That happens. You know. There was. There was so much information in the first. 30 pages. Of that series. But you. Got a sense of. Who the characters are. You. Got a sense of how much they love each other. Right in the first issue. You got a sense of how dire their situation is. You got a sense of how they're going to be pursued and how they're hated throughout the galaxy for what they've done. Two issues in, Saga was my favorite comic. It's for me. Two issues in. For me, that comic is powerful. I don't, and I don't even necessarily like relate. To the comic. It's just so well done. So, in any event, you would say then, uh, Young Animal stuff is good, but it's not on that level, so to speak. No. Young Animal stuff is awesome. Obviously, I'm sort of an automatic fan because of Gerard. And not only is he the president, but he's writing, too. You know, he's writing Doom Patrol... I think he's helping with Cave Carson. Mm-hmm. And then you've got other teams writing Shade and Mother Panic. Which I told you I'm most excited about Cave Carson because of like the three pages that Oscioli <laughs> has. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm most excited for Mother Panic. I yeah. think that's going to be probably the most straightforward book because you're because it's set in Gotham. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I love the young animal stuff. Uh, and I love, what else? I love Spider Gwen. I think she has a great story, and I love sort of the, the reimagining of Spider Man and the retelling in a sense. Do you read Gwenpool? I have the first issue. Okay. Um, I've heard it, got really good, hmm. and I've seen articles about how, Gwenpool is like your new favorite hero and all this stuff, but. I I stuck with Spider-Gwen. I think Gwenpool is awesome. But... Which is, of course, Gwen Stacy's dead Deadpool. If you don't know what's going on in comics right now, recently they introduced the character of Spider-Gwen. Who is Gwen Stacy, who is dead in the Spider-Man comics... Really big death, too. She's one character that dies and stays dead. In another dimension, 
Gwen Stacy becomes Spider-Woman, essentially Spider-Woman, after Peter Parker becomes the Lizard Man and dies. Gwen Stacy becomes Spider-Gwen. From that, they decided, hey, actually, here's how Spider-Gwenpool started. There were a series of variant covers where they took Spider-Gwen, they took Gwen Stacy, and they just kind of filled her into other roles. And her role was the comic that it was for. So, like, there was a, a Gwen Thor and a Gwen Iron Man and a Gwen uh, Star-Lord, Guardians of the Galaxy, or maybe a Gwen Gamora. And they sort of did all of these characters. Well... There was also a Gwenpool variant cover. And all it was was Gwen Stacy dressed as Deadpool in like a pink and white suit. Uh, and she was laying on a uh, flotation device in a swimming pool. That's, That's it. it. That's, That's all. all it was. That's all it was. That variant cover for Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars number two. I think that variant cover was so well received and so hyped up that now the character from the cover of this comic book has her own comic book series where she is Deadpool from an alternate universe who is also Gwen Stacy. That's comics for you. That's comics. That's that's what it is. That's how it goes. Oh, well, before we uh, take off, I wanted to ask if you're still playing, was it three games last time we talked? Did you I've had one? internet trouble recently. Oh. Uh, our, we were able to plug from the modem into the PS4 and have internet. I've also had issues signing into PSN recently. That might have been part of the uh, there was stuff a, that was going on the other day. There was a thing going on. There was yeah. stuff going on. So I did get back into PSN yesterday, which is cool. But just like overnight, our wireless router just like decided not to work. It lights up. It shows that like the power is working. It shows like all this stuff. But if you plug the Ethernet cable from the modem to the router, the modem shows that there's no connection to Ethernet. I, 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 have, no, I have no idea. Because I also plugged the Ethernet from the modem directly into my laptop, and my laptop was not getting Internet either. However, if we go from the modem to the PS4, the PS4 will get online. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah, I have no fucking idea. Have you tried resetting your modem? Yes, I have <laughs> unplugged it and you know turned it turned it off and turned it on, turned the Wi-Fi off, turned it on. Tried to set up Wi-Fi uh, on the PS4 differently, like using you can use a different thing than our like wireless network doesn't even show up when we you know. Do you have a service call on the try way? To connect to it. Come no. out and check it out. No, I think I just. I honestly think I just need a new router. Oh. Because the router, it's not like I just bought the router. Nobody can come check it except oh. 
unless I call some sort of 800 number to troubleshoot, but... Yeah. Well... Anyways, aside from all that, I haven't gotten farther in any of the three games I've played because I didn't want to play them not signed into PSN. Ah, I see. I, I don't... I'm pretty sure you can still earn trophies and everything offline. Yeah, I think you can. But I just... And I haven't had time. I haven't yeah. really had time. But okay. uh, when I get time, I will most likely be playing Tomb Raider. That's cool. Yeah, I'm still still messing around with the VR a little bit. I just haven't had a bunch of time to sit down with it to start either the Batman game or um, what else? Rush of Blood. Yeah, Rush of Blood. I haven't gotten any further in that. You gotta you gotta tell me what the Batman game is like because I watched. I skipped through like mm-hmm. a 45 minute YouTube video of gameplay and he didn't leave the Batcave. Oh, really? Like, not once. Okay. Well. So, like, I'm not sure what is supposed to happen in Arkham VR because. I'm pretty sure you leave the Batcave, I would imagine. Yeah, no, the whole entire. 30 to 45 minute video I watched, he didn't leave the back cave once. Okay. Well, maybe I'll do that tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I guess uh, that'll do it for, for this week. Uh, yeah. yeah, that'll do it. I feel like I could continue talking, though. I feel like we could both continue talking. Probably but, so, but, but I guess we should stop for now. I guess. Well, maybe one more thing. Okay. What do you think of the Nintendo Switch? I'm so glad you brought that up. I am uh, I am skeptically optimistic. I think my one, literally my one concern uh, after watching the trailer was that when you use the screen included and you are only using one half of the controller for example when uh there was the four player mario kart going on yeah in the trailer the nintendo switch of course the new nintendo system that was just announced yeah if you haven't if seen the trailer your head buried in the sand for real watch it um imagine if you will the nintendo wii u screen the gamepad imagine if you could remove the buttons and just had a screen and then just had basically Wii remotes yeah if you view if you play with a Wii so that's that's kind of the basis of the switch amazing concept my one concern was that when you're playing with one half of the controller it looks like it looks very small it looks very small and i have pretty big hands I was very uncomfortable using just one Wii remote. Mm-hmm. I had to use a nunchuck as well. Yeah. A Wii remote was uncomfortable. And we all know, if you've played with one of those, it's about the size of a television remote. Yeah. Lengthwise, at least. So, my biggest concern is, like, why the fuck are these controllers so goddamn tiny? Well, because it's they're just a small part of a bigger controller. However, it seems 
you are able to disjoint this the screen that's included it has a kickstand which is awesome uh, and then you're able to remove both sides of the controller and hold them in each hand as we remotes basically and and game that way yeah um my first impressions again would were kind of like I don't know how much I would use the portability, but it's just nice to have that option. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You see the guy, like, will they show the person taking it, like, from their house to the airport? Yep, on you know, a plane. Like a, yeah, in a plane, and a taxi cab. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if you read any specs or anything. Are all of the games moving to cartridge? That's what it seems like. And I am kind of stoked about that. Because all of the games, it seems the way the the way the trailer portrays it is that all of the games are going to be moving to cartridge, and that they will be plugged into the screen that the controller is attached to. Right. And then there will be a hub that is attached to your TV. So if you want to play on the TV. You insert the screen into the hub and you pull the controllers off mm-hmm. and then you play on your TV. However, the cartridges plug directly into the screen. Yeah. Not the system, but the right. screen. So, my point is, I'm excited about it because you don't have to like stream the games over Wi-Fi or... Uh, like, cause you can do that with PS Vita and PS4. Yeah, but they're the games are stationed in your system, which is at your house. At your house, and then you stream over internet connection. Yeah, this makes it seem like you're taking the game system. It's with basically you, really. it's basically a Game Boy. Yeah, that you can also plug into your TV. And so it seems cool that if, if like you went to someone's house. And you're like, well, I have my save on my system. Yes. You would just plop it down in their, whatever you want to call that, home hub. Right. And you'd be playing on your console, so right. to speak. It's like it's like a portable console, a whole powerful portable console, but you also have, yeah, like this station mm-hmm. that you set it in if you would like to play on a TV. Which you'd consider more of a generic station, if you will. Yeah, it, it, ha- it has like a power button on it, it yeah. seems like. And maybe and there's like some memory, you know, whatever. Yeah. But you slide it down, you slide your screen down in there, and you take your controllers off, and then it, it streams to your TV. So, yeah, the idea that... Because I think the great thing about having those cartridges plugged directly into the screen is that while the screen won't put out the same power that your television will, Mm -hmm. you don't have to compromise graphical power like you do when you're streaming PS4 on a Vita. Because you have to do it over internet connection. Yeah. And it pixelates shit, mm-hmm. and you have to. It's have pretty a, much unplayable, more or less, at this point. Yeah. But it, it would be really cool if, um, if they eventually sell the like, the hub or the universal station, and you could put one at, like every TV in your house. That way, if someone wants to do something on this TV, 
you just grab your screen, your system, and take it to the next hub in the other room and plop it down in there, that and then you've cool. got a, you've got it right in front of you again yeah. on your on the other TV. Yeah, you don't have to worry about unplugging the entire thing, taking it somewhere else. It's a really cool idea. Yeah. So I now hope it works I just out. my, you know, again a lot like the PSVR, um, I just hope because I think this has been the biggest one of the biggest issues for Nintendo is they've released a semi-permanent list of third-party support. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, you need this. Nintendo needs this third-party support because if they don't get it, the Switch is going to flop just like the Wii U and kind of sort of just like the Wii did. I mean, the Wii was cool for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And then nobody made games for it, and that was it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and you know what? It really bothered me. I'm not a fan of the game, but the trailer for the Wii Switch, or the Wii Switch, Nintendo Switch, shows Skyrim being played. Mm-hmm. And I read an article about how Skyrim is not confirmed for mm-hmm. the Switch. Well, that seems like it's probably a PR thing. Bethesda is, conf- is working with Nintendo. Yeah. But Skyrim itself is not there's no no confirmation and Bethesda had to release a statement they were like no Skyrim is not necessarily coming to Nintendo Switch and I was like well well you know what another thing is they might have I'm sure before they put that footage in there they got in touch with Bethesda oh yeah, yeah so yeah. it might be that Bethesda's next Elder Scrolls game is going to come out on the Switch and you won't even get Skyrim it'll just be you'll have the next Elder Scrolls on the new Nintendo system. Yeah. But they, you know, might not let the cat out of the bag yeah. until that game is actually announced. Right. Possibly. I mean, Could I be. just, like I yeah. said, like I said, I just hope, because I love Nintendo. Yeah, me I mean, too. I do. But I don't have a Wii U, and I don't really have a reason to buy one. Mm-hmm. There's not, like, some game that I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah. I have to play this game. So I really hope that Nintendo gets this, all this third-party support that they say they're going to have. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't seem like there was no inclination of there being some sort of motion controls with the, with the controllers. Mm-hmm. There's no inclination of, like, a touchscreen-type deal. Yeah. And, I think, and that's what scares producers off. Yeah. And so I think Nintendo is innovating... As far as portability goes, but they're keeping their controls simple and they're not asking developers to create something for a touchscreen or create something for a motion-sensitive controller. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why there's so much third-party support from the beginning. Yeah. Because all you have to do is button map. Yeah. And then make a game. Right. I am I am I'll be pre ordering one as soon as I can. I would like to as well, yes. Yeah. I really would like to pre order one. Yeah. Alright, well That's that's our show, I guess, for this week. That's the last show of October. Oh man, it's the last show of October. Yep. So enjoy uh, your last October weekend and try and get out to a haunted house or something. Yeah. Happy fucking Halloween. Yeah. 
Hope you get lots of trick-or-treaters or that you're going trick-or-treating if you're like 10 and listening to the show. I shouldn't be, but okay. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys soon. Have a good one. <laughs> I'm doing the PP dance over here. So um, this is uh, us signing off for this week. And Last um, show of October. Last show of October. Last time in October. I'm going to tell you to check us out at uh, Twitter over there. Super Divorce. Snapchat Super Divorce. Facebook.com slash Super Divorce. And on Instagram, Super Divorce Band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, as we've said plenty of times in the out in the intro and in the actual cast, email us. Email us because we want to hear from you. Uh, so email us at divorceclub at superdivorceme dot com. Uh, this yeah, Friday, just, just get in touch. This Friday, we're gonna be is uh, super fanatics, and we're gonna be talking about Old Man Logan, mm-hmm. which uh, if you don't know was originally just like a what eight issue arc, six Something issue. Something I haven't read in a while, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was a fairly limited run. It was in just the a, actual it was just Wolverine comic. comic. It was just like it just happened, and however, it became one of the most revered storylines in uh, Logan's life. And then on Saturday for Super Scary, we're gonna be going over another one of my. Uh, most beloved horror movies, Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. And of course, Monday is the real Trick or Treat. Yeah. So when we come to you guys next Tuesday, October will be all done. And it'll be time to start looking forward to Christmas because no one gives a shit about Thanksgiving. Yeah, fuck Thanksgiving. So Eat um, your sadness. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. Thanks for listening and we will catch you all next week. High five. Super Divorce.